and welcome. I'm Ian Beaumont with another edition of the program that brings you life, the universe, and other strangeness. This is the Viewpoint Podcast, and it starts now. Welcome to the program. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. I'm going to begin with a story that hasn't gotten any attention in the UK, despite the fact that it is all about the UK general election. I spotted this on a website called The Local in France. It's one of a number of websites in Europe presenting an individual country's news in English. And One of the stories this week was about British expats being eligible to vote in May's general election. Are you aware that 5.5 million expats are eligible to vote in the UK general election and most of them either won't register to vote or even if they do register, they won't actually cast a vote? Now, either you're of the opinion that they've left the country so they've lost their right to vote, which obviously they haven't, or that there is an untapped market for votes and maybe the best way to get that market to vote for you is to create a policy that will actually appeal to those voters. Right now a lot of potential expat voters have no interest and with 5.5 million votes at stake which is equivalent to a little under 10% of the total UK electorate this could be the difference maker. The deadline for expats to register to vote is April the 20th and I will be interested to see if any of the party political leaders try to canvass the expat vote before then. The HSE in Ireland is embroiled in controversy right now because of overpayment of staff. One example of this beggars belief. One guy was overpaid by 190,000 euros and he is now retired and he has arranged a payment system that will take a mere 561 years. 561 years? You'll be lucky to even get half of that money back. And the incompetence of both the overpayment and the repayment plan are breathtaking. And this just one example. There are over 1,000 cases of overpayment totaling 2.4 million euros. This is a sad and sorry state of affairs and needs to be dealt with quickly. And speaking of sorry states of affairs, Sinn Féin have announced their own scheduled of 1916 events for next year in direct competition to official events that have been previously announced. 1916 events, you ask? Next year will be the 100th anniversary of the Easter Rising. It was the biggest uprising in Ireland, which was part of the UK back then and basically began the process that led to the creation of the Republic of Ireland as an independent country in 1919. And rather than contribute to official events, Sinn Féin wants to go it alone and create their own events and their own narrative? Why? 
You have to wonder sometimes if politicians are connected to reality at all. If they understand how the things that they do look to the rest of the world outside of the bubble of their supporters. Or indeed in this case, the bubble of Leinster House. This is the same kind of feeling about it. Of taking your ball and playing elsewhere as Newt Gingrich had when he that he created back in the mid 1990s when he shut down the US government because he was forced to sit at the back of Air Force One it has the same kind of juvenile I don't like it I'm doing my own thing tone about it as that did and if I were living anywhere in the island of Ireland right now because let's face it Northern Ireland are going to be voting this year the Republic maybe this maybe next year I'd be thinking twice about actively supporting Sinn Féin. <sighs> the family of a six-year-old boy are accused of, get this, conspiring to have him kidnapped because he was too nice to people so they could teach him about stranger danger. This story comes out of Lincoln County, Missouri and is completely crazy. This was actually done, involved a co-worker of one family, and the whole incident lasted about four hours. The boy told school officials what happened, who then contacted the Division of Family Services. The boy has been placed in protective custody. Okay, now how about putting the family in custody for the rest of their godforsaken lives? To even think that such an action was even remotely the right way to handle this practically disqualifies them from ever having children ever again. The family, who shall not be named by me, win both this week's World's Dumbest Criminal Mug of the Week mug and the Fool's Gold Award in the Idiot Brigade Awards. We're running out of time, so a few brief points to finish on. Ed Miliband is taking on UK territories that are tax havens, saying that UK territories must publish details of who controls firms that are based there. That's shocking that that doesn't happen already, and he says if elected, territories will have just six months to comply. Poundland are seeking to buy 99p stores for £55 million, subject to approval by competition authorities. Approval that should not be forthcoming. This is what happens far too much in the business world. Buying up competition so you can consolidate your position. Walkers did it when buying Smith's Crisps. This is just the same. Nigel Farage had to cancel a public appearance in Rotherham after getting trapped in a new UKIP office by a group of protesters. This is not the first time this has happened, and you can bet that this will happen time and again in the next few months. Canada's Supreme Court has ruled that doctors may help patients who have severe and incurable medical conditions to die, overturning a 1993 ban. This is dangerous. Rules on assisting suicide should be very strict to preclude any possibility of non-consent. And one more thing. A cinema in Bunkrana, County Donegal has said the reason it isn't showing the upcoming Fifty Shades of Grey film 
is because it has been turned down by the distributor because it couldn't show the film several times a day. What? The distributor wants afternoon matinees of an 18-rated film? Do you think that's appropriate at cinema? Universal Pictures win this week's Gordon Gecko Award in the Edit Brigade Awards. That Viewpoint, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Keep up with my thoughts on various stories throughout the week on the Viewpoint blog, which you can find at cityprod.blogspot.com. Please consider supporting my podcast by going to the podcast page, cityprod.podbean.com. Make a donation via the donate section on the left-hand column, powered by PayPal, and help support independent, non-corporate media like this podcast and keep it commercial-free. You can also listen to me live and direct every Monday at 4pm UK time on the Source FM, which you can find online via the sourcefm.co.uk, the UK radio player, the iTunes radio directory, the TuneIn radio app, TuneIn.com, and the Wonder radio app from Weather Underground. I hope you will join me next week for another Viewpoint. Till then, thanks for listening. Stay sharp. Stay tuned. <laughs>